0: Welcome to HXGN Radio. This is your host, Kathleen McNeil. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast episode, brought to you by Hexagon Geospatial. Hexagon Geospatial helps individuals and organizations make sense of the dynamically changing world. Globally, organizations rely on our suite of products, collectively called the Power Portfolio, to make critical decisions. They recognize that organizations of all shapes and sizes are essentially trying to to achieve the same thing, and that is to perform focused analysis and deliver key business insights about specific problems. They also recognize their potential to provide the right technology that enables development of smart, lightweight applications to solve these many targeted business problems. In today's podcast, we're talking to Mladen Stojic, who is the president of Hexagon Geospatial. Mladen, thank you for joining us today.
1: It's great to be here, Kathleen.
0: So you've recently announced the Hexagon Smart Maps. Yep. Can you tell the audience what these are?
1: Cool, yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited about this one. Um, smart Maps are basically a new way of thinking about maps. Um, you know, we, if we, if I just maybe start with some historical perspective and some historical context, we, we we've seen, I think... Two generations of mapping. I'll I'll start with the first generation, which is paper maps. There was a whole economy and a whole sort of technology sector built around being able to uh, collect data uh, that that would be used to produce a map and also the hardware, the infrastructure needed to produce those paper maps. At that time, mapping was an art. It was was, was something that was a craft where you studied cartography and you really studied how to make maps and that was great i mean at the time it was it was certainly wonderful and much needed and um and and of course served a, a very important purpose but the issue i th- and i think it was solved by the second generation the issue at least part of it was the issue was really how long it take to make maps. And they were just paper. They weren't dynamic. They were static. They, were, uh, they weren't they were as portable. I mean, you could carry them around with you. But if you wanted a larger area, you'd have to uh, carry multiple maps with you. Uh, they were limited in their scale and their zoom factor, the type of information reflected on them. And it just took a lot of time and a lot of money to produce. So we sort of went from the first generation of mapping to the the second generation, which is digital, the digital mapping age, which is, I think, the age we're still in where uh started off by scanning old maps and, and transforming those old maps into modern maps, but also collecting aerial data, uh, digital data, satellite, airborne, and updating maps and producing new maps. Uh, but at the same time, the, the time, you know, our maps were still one to two years old. They were static. They weren't dynamic. They weren't giving us answers. And... Um, you know, it just, it's frankly not good enough, and, and they weren't fresh. And working with several partners and customers, you know, we've always approached by the question, what is the map of the future, Malad? What is? Where's the, map of, where, where's the map of the future going? What will it be? And um, it's an, a very, very interesting question. And I know there have been a lot of panels, a lot of discussions around what is the map of the future. And we sort of took a hard, you know, hard look at it and a step back and said, you know what? Actually, the map of the future is not actually a map. The map of the future is more of an applica- a smarter application, an online experience, which is dynamic. Um, the map of the future is something that gives us answers. It gives us information. It's not just a map where I can see that there's a road, there's a building. Um, the map of the future is more of an interactive thing that communicates with me. It's alive. It, um, it doesn't just give me uh, a reflection of, of what was, which I think was the, the issue with the first and second generation of mapping. I think we need to forge ahead with a new generation, perhaps the third generation of mapping, where maps, maps are actually applications that are alive, that reflect fresh insight, that uh, allow us to map not only what was, and I think it's important to make this distinction, but really tell us what is, which is sort of near real-time mapping, um, what can be, and then ultimately what will be, so that we can make uh, big decisions, important, smarter decisions regarding our dynamically changing world and our earth and so forth. So smart maps are basically that. Uh, Smart maps are applications. That deliver an online information experience, of course there's a map, of course, so you have your 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 map a dynamic map, but a smart map embeds a workflow, it embeds a, an analytical process, it embeds business intelligence, all sort of wrapped and fused and synthesized together to ultimately deliver an information service which you subscribe to, which which pulls uh, multiple types of data together to basically deliver a dynamic and fresh information experience.
0: Wonderful. Sounds fascinating. It's pretty cool. So how is this technology provided to partners and then ultimately delivered to customers?
1: Okay, that's a good question because if you can't create them, then they don't exist, right? Um, Smart Maps are provided to our partners basically through something we're working on now, um, and it's called the MAP Portfolio. The MAP Portfolio is an online geospatial application platform, okay? So what that means is we've harvested and modernized and cloudified some of our core capabilities within the Power Portfolio, such as our analytics uh, and the corresponding geoprocessing, our data management tools, our data delivery and dissemination tools, Along with um, our workflow management and business intelligence tools sort of we've wrapped all those things together and made those available as an application platform through the map portfolio and The map portfolio has three primary components, the first of which is the map foundation, and those are really the the geospatial engines the the things that transform multi source data to information and then we have the map studio, which is really the the online Um, graphical, let's say, workbench where you cook these solutions or cook these applications by pulling both geospatial software and content ingredients together to ultimately build these applications and then deliver them as an online experience. And then the last piece for our partners is not just the technology, but how do they market? How do they sell? How do they how do they um, how do they use an infrastructure to ultimately get those applications out to uh, to customers? So the last piece of the uh, the map portfolio is the map exchange, which is really an online experience for um, for partners to build a profile, establishing the marketing associated with their organization, um, but also give them a framework to to sell and monetize these applications to their end users to their end customers. So that's really how. Um, our partners would 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 use and create maps through the map portfolio, and then of course customers would go there and ultimately subscribe and start using them.
0: Absolutely. So, what are some of the key differentiators of Hexagon Smart Maps?
1: Okay. So, I think the, first of all, the, the the first the first unique differentiator is, and it's something that we also have within the power portfolio. If you look at our stack um, that Hexagon has built up over many many years through various acquisitions and through various um, advancements, both organic development and, and just you know acquiring technology, I could safely say we are the largest, the world's largest geospatial company, and we have as Hexagon, and we have the broadest depth of geospatial technology compared to anyone else in the world. Um, starting with the various geospatial genres associated with GIS, cartography, uh, remote sensing, photogrammetry. If you just looked at those things right there, to get equivalent functionality, you'd have to take companies like Esri, uh, plus companies like um, Info, BAE for photogrammetry, plus companies like uh, PCI for remote sensing and and ENVY and some other uh, remote sensing capabilities. Um, you'd have to pull them all together and, and get a solution to work. And I think that's part of the problem right now is you have all these islands of technology, and they're not providing solutions. They're just providing technology. Hexagon provides all of those geospatial genres, but what's also unique about our offering is both we and our partners are very solutions-oriented. They know how to translate those technologies into, into solutions that make sense. So I think that's one differentiator. The MAP platform is a synthesis and a fusion of these geospatial... Special genres which we provide in one place. You don't have to go to four vendors to get um, what we provide. Um, so that's I would say that's the, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is um, we get sometimes too infatuated with buzzwords and keywords like analytics, but our approach to analytics is not just geoprocessing and the ability to process a lot of data and apply some recipes against that data, but our approach is uh, your answer is only as good as how well you could communicate it. So we've spent a lot of time and emphasis on being able to visualize and communicate through visual information. Um, Answers. So I think a, a big differentiator, and what you'll see with Smart Map as we, as we work on it and certainly continue to refine it, is the ability to, to communicate results. Communicate answers. That makes sense, whether it's to a farmer, to a forester, to a warfighter, to an urban planner, to an environmentalist engineer. Um, they each have their own way of communicating, just like we as individuals and human beings communicate differently and, and have, and also culturally, communication styles are differently. We can't assume communicating with GIS is the right thing or communicating with remote sensing is that's, that's the wrong way to think about the world. And I think from a geospatial perspective, when we communicate, I think the common language is location, but also communicating answers that make sense, that are, that are tailored to a given customer, because they're all different. You can't apply one equation or one mold or one model to all markets. So I think the second thing is just communicating results, which is an interactive process. It just doesn't go one way. Communicating goes both ways. And I think we've, we've spent a lot of time on that whole experience of communication, which I think is really, really cool and important. I think the third area, and I could certainly keep going, but I'll, I'll stop at my third one, um, is the way we deal with data and I think this is subtle but also very important. Um, We've seen over the last, you know, 30 years or so, um, a need to own formats and lock in um, control over formats, whether it's the geodatabase from Esri, um, and, you know, now with the OGC, of course, we've seen a lot of movement towards opening up formats, but we don't believe that data should be locked in. We don't believe data should be contained In these isolated islands of information we believe data should be open and uh and available to people who need it in order to you know pull pull information and make decisions so our strategy with smart map and the map portfolio is to basically say you know what we'll connect to multiple data sources we're data agnostic we we um you can upload data to the cloud which is of course your decision of course sometimes there are security issues there for certain organizations but if you have data locally we'll connect to it we'll be able to we'll be able to tap into that that, that resource of content and ultimately pull that into applications based on what's needed um, and I think that's really important, and certainly working with very large global content providers is part of our strategy. Also very important because they certainly have existing business models that we want to complement and and also work off and build off so that um, our customers through our partner channel can access that data. So I could keep going for about another hour on what's different, but I'll stop with those three, and I think that should give people enough sort of insight on what's unique about this this offering.
0: Absolutely. Well, it sounds definitely like some innovative technology that will impact mm-hmm. a lot of facets of the industry. Yeah. So how specifically are Hexagon Smart Maps a true game changer?
1: Okay. So, you know, the, the the concept of a smart map, it's, you know, just to play off the words, right, map, right? It's not just a M-A-P, but it's M dot A-P-P. Um, smart Maps are basically these packages of of wealth, of geographic wealth that are that are constructed uh, based on a particular business problem or business need and ultimately delivered to end users and end customers. And they're delivered not as maps in the traditional sense of the word, but they're delivered as subscription services or information services that once again synthesize and fuse um, uh, uh, around a workflow, around a particular workflow, analytics together with software, content, business intelligence and a way to visualize that information that ultimately um, makes sense. So that's that's quite a unique um, that's a, quite a unique approach through the collection and synthesis of various uh, various technologies and 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 so forth. Um, and that's really, if I had to summarize, I mean that's that's really what's what's unique and and um, and really um, smart about those maps. We're, we're fusing genres, we're fusing, fusing multiple types of different technologies together. Communicating results, communicating answers, looking at how, you know, it's interesting, looking at how um, other industries, the finance sector, insurance sector, how other industries work with and envision change. You know, one of my big mentors and whose books I really, and I I continue to read and look at, Edward Tufte. very smart man um, wrote several books on envisioning and visualizing information, and uh, of course he touched on maps and how to visualize maps. But everything from train schedules to, to everything, anything that that changes, um, very revolutionary and evolutionary in terms of the way mankind can can look at different types of information, visualize that change, and ultimately share that with others. Um, that's unique, and I think we're playing off that in the fusion of different disparate technologies is really what we believe smart maps are there it's really it's it's a different way of thinking about maps which we want to define. yeah
0: so along those lines what are some of the challenges that you think that smart maps will be able to address
1: okay challenges going back to change right so if if things didn't or at least if things stopped changing under your surface i wouldn't be here in terms of a career or a business um so i'm I'm thankful that things change because if things stopped changing first of all we'd be dead um, but um, we wouldn't need maps, right? We wouldn't need. There wouldn't be a whole economy around um, creating maps, using maps, because everything would just be static, right, and boring. Um, so change is really the number one driver for smart maps, and it's going back to Hexagon Geospatial's vision of being able to dynamically understand change. But and I and I use the word make sense of change because as human beings. I'll get a little philosophical here. Um, as human beings, we have five senses which allow us to collect a lot of data. I mean, you're using them right now just talking to me, and I'm using them right now, and, and, and our listeners are, are using them right now to talk to me and sense what I'm saying and collect and aggregate that information and ultimately use that information to act upon or, or do something with. Um, what we're trying to do with smart maps is being able to fuse multi-sensor inputs into uh, a framework that allows um, and through technologies such as the cloud and various interoperability platforms being able to take dynamic feeds of content fuse them with software and ultimately um, build a platform that will allow customers and partners to to deliver information um, services. There's a lot of obstacles to that because what I've just described is a very human way of of working and thinking. We're trying to simulate that, right? Starting, and I'll break down the, the question into several parts, starting with sensors. Right now, we have these islands of Data, whether they're satellite data. Now we have all these new micro satellites collecting a lot of good stuff. We have airborne data, point, uh, sorry, LIDAR, airborne optical. We have terrestrial, mobile mapping data, terrestrial data, uh, surveying, TPS, GPS, multi station data. We have my cell phone, for heaven's sake, is is a sensor. I mean, I could take photos, geotag them, (laughs) write, you know, write some text messages, and so forth. There was just so much data, right? So I think that's one of the obstacles. How do you? plug into, tap into those, those data repositories and, and really ha- have them accessible because they really, they're the fuel, right? They're the things that help fuel the ability to derive information from change because they're always sensing Right, they're always sensing. So you need you need the ability to sense in order to make sense. So having those connections which are not just technical, you need the business model has to be there. So so they see value in having a relationship with hexagon in terms of contributing and feeding into the system I think is very important. I think on the software side it's up to imaginations. I think I think the challenge will be we're we're coming from an industry once again that's been very dominated by by a very one-dimensional view of looking at the industry and, and I'll say that and I know it's a little controversial but the industry is more than GIS um, and I think we've we've somewhat constrained ourselves into thinking of 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 everything geographic is, is GIS and I think that's been one of our limiting factors I think we want to change that and really move beyond GIS to something much more and I know Ola's repeatedly stated that in various uh, presentations interviews and so forth but it's really true we we believe that the world um, it's about change. The world wants information about change. And it's not about GIS. It's not about remote sensing or photogrammetry or any of these things that we all certainly studied and I grew up understanding. But it's about moving beyond the status quo into a new world, into a new experience for, for being able to provide information to the people who need it when they need it. And I think we have to, we have to change the game. We have to move beyond tradition and do something different and game changing.
0: Absolutely. Well, can you tell our listeners a little bit about some of the business partners you've worked with that are early adopters of Hexagon Smart Maps?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the, one of the cool ones that we started with um, in the U.K. was with uh, Catapult U.K., and they have a group called the Space Application Center, and um, a really good group of people and individuals working with our partner in the U.K. called Sterling Geo. Um, very close to customers, very close to understanding what customer problems are. We certainly provide the platform, but um, through the collaboration of these individuals and groups, we were able to put some really cool applications together for um, for solving environmental problems associated with change and so forth, so that's one uh, that's one example. There are others, and certainly will be others through the course of this year. Uh, we have a, a pilot project going on in Holland as well around property appraisal. Um, another one that's being kicked off in China this month, um, and just at this show, you know, the, I'm being approached by a lot of people who want to participate in this program. So I think it's a, it's a it's a good time to be at Hexagon.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add about Hexagon Smart Maps?
1: No, I think, once again, it's a journey, right? It's a transformational journey. And with all journeys, there are hiccups. There are You start, you learn. Um, we're not arrogant or naive, thinking we have all the answers. I think that's why we rely heavily on partners. We, we're taking a humble approach to this. Um, I think you have to be if you want to do things differently. Um, you know, I encourage our listeners, if you're interested in this, you know, contact us, whether you're a content provider, whether you're an application developer, whether you're a reseller. Um, it, it really takes a lot of people coming together with a common mission and cause, and that's really our goal. We're, we're being driven by, by a strong mission to help make sense of a lot of chaos around our world. Um, and um, our mission is to transform the economy that, that um, like I said, started with the first and second generation. And anyone who shares that mission and goal and wants to be part of this this goal, I think I would certainly encourage to contact us because we'd certainly love to hear from you and work with you because I think there's a lot of people out there that share this common view of the world.
0: I'm sure. Well, Man, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. And if you want to learn more about Hexagon Smart Maps or get in touch, you can visit Hexagon HexagonGeospatial at HexagonGeospatial.com. Tune into more episodes from HXGN Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud at hxgnradio.com or visit hxgnnews.com for more stories from Hexagon's global network of brands. I'm your host. Thanks for listening.